to this episode of Cyst and Dismissed. We are your host. I'm Felicia Segovia. And I'm Rebecca Adele. And we're back and we got some pretty cool stuff for you going on tonight, today, whatever you're listening to this. Yeah, are you listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Anchor itself, which is our platform that we stream on, you know, any of those. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you're listening. We, uh... So how are you doing tonight? I, I'm good. I'm tired, but I'm good. We are having really long days and long hours at work because we're in the middle of tax season. Well, not in the middle. We're in the beginning of tax season. So you just started. Yeah. We're going from the swing of like it being easy and slow into it being really busy. And I swear, I think I talked to more people on the phone today than I actually talked to my coworkers. When does it start to like stabilize or is it like pretty chaotic until like April? Mm, so the first like month of so like January really it's not super bad until like the super end of January and I'm talking like the 29th through the 31st like my girls are booked out for then basically and then it like it gets pretty light at the beginning of February towards the middle to end of February people are kind of pulling in more then basically because not everybody has their documents by the 31st when they should because you know males slower than molasses the 31st of what January so by law you're supposed to have all of your tax documents in by January 31st like you should have them um or at least companies have to I think get them to you by January 31st so yeah most people will wait towards like mid-February mid to late February to like really book their tax appointments and then it's pretty packed until the last day of tax season crazy I didn't know I didn't really think of it that way. I was just like, I have until April. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's how most people think of it. And then April 15th rolls around and they're like, oh no, I forgot I have to do taxes. And so they get put on extension, which Mm -hmm. rolls them out to October. So it's just, just adds more deadlines for us, but we're open year round. So that's why we get paid more. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Things are rolling along at my job. Um, New year. Uh, I work for a mortgage company. Um, so I don't know if you know the housing situation right now. That yeah, sucks. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> so business is slow. But, you know, we're doing things what we can to bring in business, which I'm excited about. I mean, I work in marketing, so I enjoy the more creative side, which is what we're having to do right now to bring in business is there is it like social media creative is it like advertising with like other companies like how do you guys get traction I guess mm, it's a little bit of both you can get business from anywhere you can get business from old clients um which is partly what we're doing but also we're doing you know trying to bring in business from the outside which is probably the hardest way to get business um um yeah I don't know it's a lot of social media email marketing um campaigns advertisements networking events Hmm, that's kind of cool yeah well looks like we're both super busy with work which is good because you know the more work you got the more money you have I guess (laughs) is expensive do you have a joke for us I do I do I do Please hold while I retrieve said joke. Alrighty. 
Where did Noah keep his bees? On the ark. In the archives. Hmm. I was pretty close. There's only one, there's only one famous Noah and he had an ark. Yeah. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got. Where do you get your, where do you get your jokes from? The interwebs. Jokes are us. The interwebs. I literally just Google jokes. Um, before we jump into our topic, I just wanted to let everyone know, or we both wanted to let everyone know, that we are the proud affiliates of a company called Entertainment Earth. And you guys should all check that out. If you're looking for, you know, action figures, toys, collectibles, bobbleheads, things of that nature, like, Philly, do you know those um, Funko Pops? I do. I'm currently staring at mine. I have Candyman, which is Sherman Fields, and I am really, really getting into the Funko Pop world. So I'm pretty excited about getting to be an affiliate with this company. Yeah. So they they sell things like that and other like cool things like Star Wars and Marvel. So I know the holidays just, you know, went by, but there are other holidays coming up like Valentine's Day. And maybe you want to get your loved one a little Funko, you know, <laughs> a little Funko. Yeah, you can get them a little Funko. Maybe they'll pop. I don't know. But um, yeah, definitely. If you got little kids or you got like friends or loved ones that you would be, you think would be interested in like certain items like that collectibles or toys of that genre, definitely check out their website um, and make sure to use our what is it called? We have a little um, code you can use to get 10% off. What is it? So it's sis and dis. That's S-I-S-A-N-D-D-I-S. And like I said, you use the code at checkout and you receive 10% off in stock items and also free shipping on orders $39 and over. Free shipping on orders $39 and over. <laughs> I love that. But 10% off. So check out Entertainment Earth. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's jump into our topic. So I chose the topic this week. Um, this week, we're, I wanted to talk about, you know, finding your taste in music. And I guess what brought me to this topic was I've been asked a lot, like, what kind of music am I into? And I never know how to answer that question because... I, I literally listen to like everything, like everything, every genre. So, and then I thought, well, how did I get here? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like growing up, we listened to a lot of country music. So like, how did you find your taste in music? And like, how do you also, how do you answer that question when people ask you? So when people ask me now, I kind of just tell them country because it's easier to swallow than what I really listen to. Most people don't understand when I say like I'm into the alt genre of things, but like the lighter side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's more recent because like I've just kind of gotten into that field of things. But so before that, I would just say country because that's what we listened to growing up. That's what I listen to like on a day to day basis. Um, and it was just easier to for people to understand but like you said, like growing up, all we were really allowed to listen to, like in the car with our parents was country. So we grew up on like old school female country singers. And to this day, I still have a love for country music, especially like older um, songs. Yeah, I would definitely say, do you remember when Taylor Swift was like a country singer? I remember when Taylor Swift was still on YouTube and nobody knew who she was. 
that's how far back I go. Like I am a diehard Swifty. Yeah, I think that's how you found Taylor Swift. Like she had this whole like country vibe to her. Yep. And then where she changed over. But yeah, I think that's where we got our start in music was country music. It definitely was. And I think once we got a little bit older, like to where we could kind of pick what we wanted to listen to, um, that's when I kind of started falling into uh like the pop and rap type of genre music, but it also was heavily influenced by where we were living. So I think like I've said in past um, episodes, you become like a product of your own environment. So as we were younger and we were only allowed to listen to country, that's what we liked. When we got older and we were able to branch out a little bit, we kind of both found what we liked, but still remained like close to country. Mm-hmm. And then when I moved up here and that wasn't as popular, like I, I went back to country, but I've been trying this last year and this year to kind of branch out in my musical taste just because... I don't know, like, there's got to be better stuff out there. (laughs) Probably, definitely. I think I agree with you. Starting off with country was sort of the foundation. Um, And then I listened to a little bit of what you listened to. I also listened, remember listening to those, like, now 21 CDs. You remember those? I do. But I also remember those were very, like, filtered by our parents. And we were, we weren't only allowed to listen to certain songs. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think I was also probably influenced a lot by just like the mainstream mainstream music that was happening, which was like a lot of the Disney Channel music. So like Hilary Duff, like I had her CD and I probably listened to that over and over. And then like Selena Gomez in the scene and just like all this random music. And like when LimeWire was a thing, I would just like download songs I liked um I've never really been into following bands not until like recently I've always been like the person who like hears a song and then I'll like look up the song and like play it a million times and then I'll look up the band or the artist and if they have other songs that I like which sometimes I don't then I just like move on um it's so that's weird usually that how I find mention, sorry it's weird that you mentioned bands because I never really got into like music that was more than one person I guess like I was always into like solo artists so bands were never high on my list of people that I listened to but when I did it was like I don't know it was it was like I don't know how to explain it but it's not anything that like anybody really listens to nowadays so if I said that most people wouldn't even know who it is yeah I think I kind of stuck to like the popular music I still do but I try and branch out and I remember I went through a big like classical phase even in high school like I was really into like certain operas when I tell you my music taste is all over the board I mean it (laughs) yeah that's not my thing I can't do that I also am not a big fan of jazz like somebody asked me the other day what I was into and I was like pretty much anything but jazz and they're like what you don't like jazz I'm like no it's it's kind of boring it's a little boring to me (laughs) Jazz is nice for like background music, but like, let me go back to the opera real quick because there are some beautiful operas, especially with the ones like in Italian or something. Like, you get chills. I want to go to an opera. You can't even understand it, but you can understand the emotion, and you can like. We'll talk about that later on, but like opera music, some of it's pretty good. Um, I also think I tried to like 
look for I've never been to someone who's been like oh I listen to underground things or whatever like I mean that's never been me I've always just been sort of like this is cool I like the way this sounds or it sort of has I guess spiraled into other genres that I guess I didn't realize I was into like now when people ask me what kind of music I'm into I I guess I say everything but then when I narrow it down I'll say like alternative rock or alternative pop Mm -hmm. but like I'm not close like I'll listen to anything at the end of the day yeah I I won't I definitely won't like I went I won't listen to like any kill the puppies type shit any anymore but like in high school middle school I did so I don't know it's complicated I guess it really just depends on like your personality and how you are in that moment in your life so what really just speaks to you say okay but like say you get in the car what what are you putting on I plug my phone in and I turn on Spotify and I listen to the same songs until I'm done with them <laughs> like I can no longer physically like, hear them like you have a playlist or you listen to like the same channels or something like I have a playlist okay me too yeah I plug in my Spotify and I play my like playlist or, or other playlists like I have like my chill playlist and I have my like lit playlist <laughs> and then I have my regular playlist. So like, depending on the mood, I'll play one of those. And I do try and like separate them. I'm like, this one's for when I'm feeling pumped, when I need to get pumped up. And then this one's like when I need to be sad or something. No, I definitely have the same thing. Like one of my playlists is called like vibes. And then the other one's like sad girl shit. <laughs> I, I get it. But I think, I don't know. I think, I could be completely wrong or just talking out of my ass at this point, but I think females are more connected to music than males. And I feel like it's because females are just way more emotional. Maybe. Okay. I have another question. Okay. Who are your top three artists right now? I'm not saying ever, but like right now that you listen to a lot. Bryce Savage. Who? Bryce Savage. Don't know Um, who that is. Russ and can I can I pause and phone a friend i.e pick up my phone and look yeah okay one sec I should know this because I just got my spotify like 2022 warped or whatever but I don't Holly Red that's her name hmm okay I've never heard of any of those people so they're more like alt alt rock alt pop like they have some really good songs but Okay, I want to say my top three are, I've been listening to a lot of NF recently. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I don't know what that means. <laughs> okay. Um, I need you to explain. I think NF is, hold on, let me Google. NF is hip hop slash rap. Okay, okay, I vibe. Um, a lot of like, Imagine Dragons or The Score or Eminem, Billie Eilish. I do fuck with Eminem and Billie Eilish. Doja Cat. That's my but I also love like Adele, you know? Same, same. And I'll put like a Harry Styles song on. <laughs> you know, I'm all over the board. I feel it because I can go from like Papa Roach to like Harry Styles to like Owl City to like L City. Oh. I don't know. Thomas Rhett all the way back to like Billy Eilish. Like it's I don't know. We are 
very open in our musical palette. Mm. Would you almost say your music, I don't know those uh, artists, you, your top three artists that you said, but would you say the type of music you're listening to right now is like almost opposite to like your personality or like how people perceive you? Like, is what kind of music is that? Like, is it like, what kind of music is that? <laughs> I told you it's like alternative pop, alternative rock. So is it like what are the like are they like sad lyrics or are they like um it depends on which one you're you're talking about so like koei red the girl she's more into like like her songs and stuff are more like i don't know like empowered sexual women who like are like megan stallion or doja cat or something yeah kind of but like she's got more of like a rap to her like she mm-hmm. can go off on like a rap tangent for like a hot minute and she puts down some Nicki bars better than Nicki Minaj like because you can understand her and like she's not nasty about it even though she send a me. Song. I will even though she does have a song named nasty but anyways um and then like Bryce Savage he's more of like an emotional alternative rock like he talks more about like uh, like people and who they are as like a person in his life versus like who they are as a like a person like how he views them how he sees them like um and like, rapping it's part rap part not it just depends on the song like his older stuff is a little bit more rap I believe I'm not sure and then um who was the other one that I said um oh Russ and the only reason I found him was because of one song and it's that one that he did it's unholy that's been on all over TikTok but anyways there's like two or three songs that I have on like loop by him but other than that I don't really listen to anybody else Hmm. Maybe I, maybe I was wrong. I just didn't. I thought maybe, because I think if people meet me or whatever, they're really not gonna be like, "You listen to NF? You listen to Eminem?" Like they're not thinking that. Which I, I get. I definitely wouldn't think that for being honest. Yeah. I'm gonna. We're, we'll talk more about this after. Like I'll send you the music. We should make a playlist for, with each other on Spotify, like a combined playlist. I am so down for that. Okay. If you guys <laughs> want in on that playlist, like our faves let us know in the comments or in any of our socials or email or whatever and we will drop you the name of the playlist yeah let us know yeah all right should we switch over sure beans let's get on into our caffeinated crime time all right so i am on caffeinated crime time today and I chose a story that you may or may not know. I'm not 100%, but if you do, cool. If not, I will happily tell you. It is the James Dunham murders. No, I've not heard of this. Also, oh. I'm eating green olives on the side while you tell me this. But go ahead. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Moving on. Did you hear the crunching? <laughs> Stop crunching so loud. They're so good. Anyways. Okay, so James Dunham. The unsolved murder in California of McGlincy family in 1896 provides an interesting and tragic view of how one man decided to go on the lamb. Limb. I don't know. Limb. Okay. 31-year-old James Dunham, who murdered nearly his entire family, including his father-in-law, mother-in-law, wife, brother-in-law, and two household employees. The only survivors were a ranch hand and Dunham's own infant son. This wasn't the first unsolved murder in California and wouldn't be the last, but few were as gruesome and tragic and hardly any 
had a chase as exciting as Dunham's. Anything ringing a bell? No, nothing so far. <laughs> well, one sec. Let me grab another olive. The crime took place on May 26, 1896, and by the early hours of the 27th, Dunham had long fled the scene. Based on brief encounters he had with area residents along the way who knew nothing of the crime, law enforcement was able to track him little by little and he, as he wound through Santa Clara County. We say wound because as the manhunt intensified, law enforcement had to consider an unusual possibility that rather than riding a horse, Dunham was riding a bicycle. Um, Dunham, what? What, what year were bicycles invented? I have I no idea, but we're in 1896, so at some point before that, I'm assuming. Hmm. Also, it gets a little weirder, but anyways. Um, James Dunham wasn't just a murderer. He was a skilled long distance cyclist. That's the part I was talking about gets weirder. Like, when was that a thing? I didn't know you could be that back in the 1800s. Neither did I, but here we go. The day before the murders, Dunham had been seen working on a bike in downtown Campbell and other witnesses testified that they had seen him riding a tandem bike that same night. Then a few days into the manhunt, investigators found a key clue. By late Wednesday morning, officers found Dunham's bike hidden in a brush, some hidden in some brush along Dry Creek, which ran near the McGlincy Ranch. Authorities suspect, suspected that Dunham may have concealed the bike before the murders with plans to recover it as a getaway vehicle if he had been unable to secure a horse. Huh. Interesting. Had Dunham taken his bike, he would have ridden... He likely would have ridden down the valley roads to escape Santa Clara County, possibly psyching all the way to Mexico. But the fact that the bike was abandoned, regardless of who had plants in it, Dunham or an accomplice, accomplice suggested another option, that Dunham had kept the horse that he had stolen from the, the McGlincy farm and fled instead, instead into the mountains. So into the mountains, the officers went. Then, recruiting a small army of local vigilantes and bounty hunters to aid in their hunt. But despite weeks of searching and even more tantalizing clues like scraps of clothing, campfires, and other indications of hasty flight, Dunham was remarkably never found. What? He just vanished? Off the face of Earth. Poof. Poof? Poof. <laughs> By 1897... The only clues that were still appearing proved to be false leads, often by attention seekers who wanted to participate in the crime of the century. Unreliable evidence and mistaken identifications continued to plague the case as late as 10 years later, and ultimately it was left unresolved. They never found him? They never found him. This man is still probably dead right now, but... No, it wasn't yeah. like that. That was over 100 years ago. That man's dead. He just done, like, hashed up his whole family and then was like, peace, I'm out. Catch me if you can. JK, you can't. I imagine back then it was so much easier to get to, like, murder because, like, there was no DNA, like, analysis. Like, it was, it was so easy. 100%. Like, there was no cameras. There was no, like, I don't know, phone system. I... Surprisingly, there was bikes and cycling, but I don't know. Um, Whatever, I'm just going with it. I don't know, but I definitely understand what you mean by I feel like it was harder 
to catch somebody back then than it is nowadays. So understandable, but that what's just your theory? Me. What do you think happened to him? I think he probably like started a new life on the East Coast. The East Coast. <laughs> you think he got all the way from California to the East Coast? I don't know. Maybe no, he bro. hitchhiked. I feel like he either a went up into the mountains like they said and died up there or b he actually was able to make it to mexico and just i don't know changed his identity and maybe probably died in mexico <laughs> wow how i mean that's sad at least they know who did it but like no justice because it's the 1800s <laughs> i mean there's not like there's any like there's a lot of people to mourn the losses they were all murdered you know it'd be crazy if like one if like say he went to mexico and he like had kids and then those kids were doing like those like dna things and then they were like oh you you're related to this dead family or something this like murderer so you're like great 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 grandpa was a murderer like that'd be a good story i thought about that when um like i was doing the 23 and me and i was like what if it pops up and it's like you're related to like a murderer from like I don't know a couple years ago or whatever and I'm like I don't want to know that necessarily but at the same time I would be fascinated hmm I think that's a very genuine fear especially now that they've solved a lot of cases um but I also feel like we know our like family history pretty well so yeah it would have been like over 100 years ago which doesn't really affect us now which is so funny that I just mentioned the previous then very valid but speaking about like the 23andMe and the ancestry.com and whatnot there is a specific I guess case you could say it's like a story case thing that I want to talk about so maybe next episode or next time I'm on story I don't know can you give me a hint about or give us give the audience a hint of what Um, it's about yeah it involves over 100 women is that the guy in like Malaysia? Oh no. wait, he just had like hundred wives. Never mind. <laughs> no, you'll find out. Stay tuned. All right, you'll find out if that intrigues you because I'm intrigued. You should tune in. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Okay, um, where can people find you? Um, you can find my socials. That is Instagram and Twitter at fee.116. and you can find our podcast Twitter at sist and dist pod, no sis and dis podcast that's it very good thank you <laughs> and i believe you can find me on twitter and instagram at rebecca dell underscore or you can find our podcast on instagram at sis and dis podcast and if we got any of that wrong which we most likely did please feel like shut up please <laughs> please feel free to check the links below yeah, or you can email us and let us know that our socials are wrong at sisandispodcast at yahoo.com. Also, nobody's ever emailed us, so do it. Hey, we have one email today. No, I'm just kidding. No, we didn't. Email us. That's up. Bye.